Matthew chapter 6, we're going to jump in here. A couple of verses, familiar verses, verse 9 through verse 13. Uh, this is the Lord's Prayer. The, the disciples we know from the Gospels come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And Jesus responds, verse 9, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now, if you've been in church for any amount of time, you know that the Lord's Prayer is not necessarily a prayer meant for us to just pray, uh, memorize, and pray in regularity. Instead, rather, it's a uh, formula prayer. And so we take the pieces and, of the puzzle, so to speak, that Jesus gave us here in the Lord's Prayer, um, and we take those things, we extrapolate from them, and then we pray our own prayer according to the formula that Jesus provided. And I'm just going to run through this quickly here, but uh, every prayer should start off with praise in verse 9, and then it goes into asking God for His will, and then it extends further into asking for our needs. And by the way, it's interesting to me that uh, in the Lord's Prayer, uh, the Bible, that Jesus said, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. You ever thought about that? That it's, that it's third person, it's, it's plural for all of us, and that as Christians, there, there's built into the Lord's Prayer that we should be praying for the needs of others around. It's an interesting thought. But um, from there, it goes into repenting and asking for forgiveness. And um, then we ask for deliverance from adversity and evil forces. I'm, I'm rushing through this because this isn't where we're going to spend our time. But I'm just making sure we all understand the, the purpose of the Lord's Prayer. And then we end with praise. Um, and we begin with praise and we end with praise. Now... If you're anything like me, um, I'll be honest, and this is me just being transparent with you, praise, I feel like, is one of the areas in my prayer life in which I struggle the most. And praise is something that truly, as a Christian, if you are going to pray consistently and clearly and, and do things the way that God would have us to, we have to begin and end with praise. And so something that I have been working on in my life is, is developing this praise. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's easy to be consistent with prayer, you know, spend some time praying the Lord every day. And it's easy to go through a list and, and check that out in your Bible and kind of go through that list of people that you're praying for. And uh, it's easy to kind of stay up to date on all the needs that you're working through and things that you are struggling with, perhaps adversity that you're facing and how God can come through for you. And you can spend a lot of time ticking all the boxes for the rest of those items. But sometimes... Sometimes praise is one of the most difficult areas for us to really truly focus on as we go to the Lord in prayer. And so tonight, my goal is a little bit different from a general Sunday night sermon. And so we're going to uh, try to walk through praise, what the Bible tells us about praise, and then we're going to spend some time actually praising the Lord. Is everybody okay with that? We spend, spend some time praising the Lord according to what the Bible says, um, and I think it's going to be a good time. And I, I'm excited about what the Lord's going to do. Uh, so let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll start off. Uh, praising the Lord this evening. Father, we love you. And God, we are humbled by your grace, your mercy. Lord, your, your many qualities that, God, bring us in all before your throne. And we're so thankful for who you are, for what you've done for us. And Father, tonight as we come before you and, and as we meet together in your name, Lord, we pray that you would be glorified, that you would be honored. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we open your word to better understand you. And Lord, I, I pray specifically that every person here would be uh, put into a place of a, a proximity to you where we cannot but help glorify you for who you are and for what you've done for us and through us. 
I pray that tonight, God, that you would work in our hearts, help us to praise you more consistently, more regularly, and that you would guide us into the type of prayer life and praise life that you'd like us to have. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 100. I think Psalms chapter 100 does a great job of praising the Lord, and of course David does a wonderful job of praising God all throughout Psalms, but I think Psalms 100 is specifically uh, poignant for us tonight. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Turn with me also to First Chronicles chapter 16. Uh, this is one of the few psalms that are recorded outside of the book of Psalm. Um, and, and David records a psalm here in First Chronicles chapter 16. We're going to look here at a couple of verses. I'll give you a second to get there. First Chronicles chapter 16. Look with me starting in verse 23. The Bible says, Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable and that it be not moved. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. And let men say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice in all that is therein. And then shall the trees of the woods sing out at the presence of the Lord because he cometh to judge the earth. O give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God of our salvation, gather us together, and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. Uh, John chapter 4 tells us in a couple of verses, verse 23 and 24, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And listen to this phrase. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so two areas that if we're going to worship God in, we have to focus on are in spirit and in truth. And so first we have to go introspective to our spirit. And then we have to speak the things that are true about God. And by just speaking out God's attributes, we'll find that God is glorified. And so we're going to start off tonight in three facts about true worship. If you want to take notes, um, I'll be going through a lot of Bible verses. You can write down the references and maybe study these out later, and that may help you with some personal praise time at home. Um, but three facts about true worship that I want to walk through as we discuss who God is. The first one is that true worship must include singing. If we're going to truly praise God and worship Him the way that He deserves to be praised and worship, we have to start with singing. By the way, this is why at the beginning of every uh, church service, we start our service with singing, because we want to praise God for what he's done. 
And during this time of singing, it's not just a time where we walk in and we, you know, stand at our pew and we just put in our time and sing along to the words. And f- no, no, no. We're supposed to be putting our heart and our soul, our spirits, into the praise and worship of God. There's a purpose to praise. And this praise is not just about us, not just about us spending some time in our pew, singing out the song, and why do they always play, pick these songs, and why does it have to come out of this book, and why does it... All of the questions that you may ask, our goal in church is to praise God. That's our goal. Our, our, our entire focus of a church service in this time of singing is meant to praise the Lord. Now, there's quite a few verses that mention singing and this praise to God. Psalms 100, verse 2, we already read, but it says, Come before his presence with singing. Isaiah 12, 5 says, Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Psalms 95, verses 1 uh, through 6, it says, O come, let us sing unto the Lord, and let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 69, verse 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. We praise God through music. True worship must include singing. So, we've already sung tonight, but I feel like singing again. So we're going to sing. Cindy, if you would, come to the piano. Cindy already knew about this. So uh, she's not surprised by this. She already knows what we're going to sing. But we're going to sing In Christ Alone. Now, I chose In Christ Alone because it's a pretty familiar song. Most Christians know In Christ Alone. But generally speaking, in the service here at Grandview, we're not going to sing In Christ Alone. Um, And so my goal is tonight for all of us to spend a little bit of time, we're going to sing through in Christ alone, because God is. God is. He is the great I am. And through praise and through worship and through singing, we truly bring glory to God. And so let's sing together. And I, I want you to remember, the goal here tonight is to get our attitudes and our hearts fixed on Him. Okay? And so as we, as we praise God here uh, through singing, just take a minute. Center yourself on who God is. Remind yourself of his attributes. Remind yourself of who he is and what he has done for you. And let the praise roll off your tongue. Here we go. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength. This drought and storm, what heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are still and striving cease, I comfort my all in all, here in the love of Christ. We're doing well. Let's sing on that second verse. Here we go. In Christ alone.
Thank you for participating with me as we praise the Lord, and I hope that that was a blessing to you as we reflect on those words in Christ alone who took on flesh. What incredible power, incredible truth in that song. Thank you, Cindy, for participating in that. Um, Three facts about true worship. True worship must include singing. Our second fact is that true worship recognizes God's attributes. You know, uh, it's interesting to me, and we're not going to go there tonight for sake of time, but uh, Exodus chapter 33, when Moses goes before God, and he says, God, show me thy glory. Um, and it's interesting that we, we often reflect and tell the story that Christ, or, or God, really came and revealed himself to Moses and uh, turned his back on him, and, and Moses got to turn around and see the backside of God as he walked away, and that's all that Moses could see, and his, his visage was reflecting the, the Shekinah glory and, and the you know, his, light, his face was lit with uh, just the power of God. What's interesting to me is that Moses didn't even actually encounter God. If you read the passage, God only revealed one of his attributes to Moses, his goodness. That's all. God, uh, Moses couldn't handle even looking at the backside of God in all of his attributes. He could only handle one and only part of it. Isn't that incredible? That God in all of his attributes is more magnificent than our human comprehension has the capacity to see impartiality. Whoa. That is significant. And Moses here getting to see just his, again, just the visage. And uh, it's amazing how uh, God and his totality deserves worship. And in, in the capacity of his attributes deserves uh, what worship we can give him. Psalms, 100, uh, Psalms 99 verse 9 says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord, our God, is holy. Hey, it's hard to worship truly without recognizing and acknowledging God in all of his attributes. He's holy. Psalms 138 verse 2 says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Second Chronicles 20 verse 21, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that he should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Thank the Lord for his mercy. Psalms 107 verse 8, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Isaiah 25 verse 1, O oh Lord, thou art my God, I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Now, obviously, this is not a complete list. This is just the the start of some of the attributes that God 
uh, has, that he en- encapsulates all that he is. Um, and what I'd like to do here as we praise the Lord tonight, and I want to kind of make this a corporate thing as we praise God together, is I want to hear from you. I want to find out which attributes specifically stand out to you about God and what those mean for you. And so I've asked two people, uh, Andrew and, and Xander, if you would make your way up here. I've got microphones for you. And we're going to walk through here tonight. And uh, I just want to know from you, what's an attribute for you? Uh, there's three for Andrew, two for Xander. Um, and they're just going to walk around the room. Who has an attribute of God that stands out to you? Something that's significant and, and something that's helped you. Okay, right back here in the back. I see Brother Kendall. God is faithful. And uh, it, Pastor uh, Mutchler was teaching relatively recently about the I wills from Exodus. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Hebrew word that is translated into English, I will, it has the implication not of I'm going to do it, but it's already been done. Yeah. Jesus Christ paid the penalty for my sins, which are many, and, uh, and he, he has promised that I get to go to heaven with him, and he's not going to take it back. Yeah. It's done. Oh, praise the Lord. His faithfulness. Wonderful. Another? Okay, I see Brother Watts. Greatest attribute God has is God is love. Mm. And I love that verse in 1 John 4 that says, Here is love. Not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And that should make us all very thankful, Lord. And one of these days we're going to see his love face to face. And that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for the shout. Yes. Yes, God. Thank you for your love. Okay, let's go right down here. Brother Kurt. Okay. I remember the day I got saved, especially the day after I remember that baggage of sin actually being taken off my back. And so God's a God of forgiveness. Yeah. That's so central to his theme of salvation. Yes. Thank God for his forgiveness. Okay, someone else? Yeah, another attribute down here in the middle. Other hands? I'm watching. Okay. Let's go right back here. Start with Brother John. Brother Tim, you'll be right after him. Uh, Thankfully, God is patient. Yeah. Patience. We all need that. Praise God. Yes. Yes. Maybe not. Uh, I like in Titus where the Bible says, which God that cannot lie. Mm. He always tells the truth. You yes. can trust his word. It is, it is settled before the foundation of the world in Psalms 119.89. He always tells the truth. We can right. trust him no matter what. Yes, he is truth. Praise the Lord. Somebody else, another attribute. Yeah, let's go, Miss Diana, right back here. Um, I like that God, it, the Bible says God is good to all, and in um, Romans chapter 2, it says that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance, and um, that's what the Lord did in my life, and it was quite a process, yeah. but um, his goodness did lead me to repentance, and uh, and um, he's good to you whether you're saved or lost yeah. and whether you even appreciate it or not. Thank God for his goodness. Not willing that any should perish. Okay. Uh, got hands all over the place. Praise God. Excited about it. Um, yeah, let's go right back here. Yes. Uh, he is holy. 
It mm. says it actually three times back that he is holy, 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 and that's just an amazing thing. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, let's go back here. Uh, when I think about it, I think about God's creativity, mm. and I just get excited for, like, heaven. Because I look around at the earth, and I see the variety of colors and mm-hmm. the beauty in nature and just all that God can, can create, I can't comprehend. And, and just the excitement of an eternity of that kind of creativity of, of just living forever, yeah. it, it's just exciting. A God of no limitations. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's come down front here, Brother Joel. That I'm watching over here. Okay. Just move to wherever the hands are. I like to praise the Lord, and, and I think the greatest, one of the greatest aspects of my Heavenly Father is He's my great physician. Yeah. Um, about 17 years ago, I took a nap. And I suffered three strokes back to back in the nap. Wow. Did not plan on that. And I asked God to heal me. And he brought me back so far. Wow. Now I, I, I can actually live life. Yes. Praise God for his healing. Yes. Okay, Cindy? Uh, I love the verse that says he changes not uh, because... I can change day to day or feel differently about things, but God yes, never changes, amen. and he always loves me the same, yes. no matter what. So. Yes, I know that you change often. I'm just kidding. No. Praise the, but praise the Lord for his unchangingness. Yes, Brother Sadi. I, I think one of the greatest things of being a Christian and, and knowing God is his mercifulness. Uh, there are so often, over my 73 years, where I've made so many mistakes, mm. gone downhill for years, and it amazes me when I wake up sometimes because I strive, like Paul said, I strive to do what I, I need to do or I, I must do, but I can't. You know, it's, right. and, and no matter what I do, he's always there to forgive. Right. And I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that forgiveness from him on a daily basis. Yes. The dichotomy of man, knowing what we should do and not doing it, and doing what we know we shouldn't do. Yes. Okay, right back here, Ms. Amy. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit in which he guides us here on this earth um, and gives us what women like to call women's intuition. Mm. And so I'm thankful for that because without that, there would be a lot more mistakes. Yes. Praise the Lord for his guidance. Wonderful. Okay. Someone else? All right. Yes. Right back here. I like that God has full authority and full control, mm. and we don't need to worry about anything. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes we, we get so bound up trying to control everything that when we learn to let go and let God, uh, it's amazing what God can do in our lives. Yes. Someone else? Yeah. Miss Nicole right down here. Uh, for me, God is a father. I didn't, I didn't know my birth father, and then I had a foster father who wasn't really there. And um, I didn't realize it at the time, but he became my father. I talked to him all the time. I'd go out in the field and talk to him. And he's good. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Oh, he loves us. Okay, Sam? And then we'll do one more Shelly down here. God is uh, joyful. Joyful, yes. God loves us, and he brings joy into our lives. Good. Okay, and then we'll do our last one here. Um, I love that he's a comforter. Um, mm. when, when we struggle through life and we go through 
um, struggles or hurt um, that we don't really want to share with others, um, we can always go to him. And uh, when you pray, um, he gives you a sense of a hug that only God can give you. Right. And so his comfort is most amazing to me. Yes. Praise the Lord for his comfort. Um, We're not done talking tonight. Here in a few minutes, we're going to give testimonies of praise for the Lord. Um, but I want to teach a couple, a couple more thoughts from God's Word, uh, some aspects of praise and worship. Um, so four aspects of worship that I want to work through real quickly here. Uh, Psalms chapter 138 verse 1 says, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. And so worship starts in your heart. And I, I, I believe as we worked around the room, I could see some of you, your heart was uh, truly emotional about the way that God has helped you and worked in your lives. And uh, it's amazing how praise is supposed to emanate from our heart and from the love that we have for God. We, God loved us, we love Him because He first loved us. And so we're thankful for what God has done. Um, secondly, worship flows through your mouth. Psalms 109 verse 30 says, I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yea, I will praise Him among the multitude. And so it, it shouldn't stay private. It shouldn't stay in our hearts. It should emanate out. Um, because if we truly love God for who He is and for what He's done for us, it cannot stay bottled up inside of us. Um, and so true praise starts in our heart and then comes from our mouth. Uh, number three here, worship is paired with giving. And by the way, that doesn't mean always a financial gift. It also refers to our strength or capacity and uh, giving glory to God in those ways. First Chronicles 16 says, Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And lastly here, in the aspects of worship, is worship is exposed in our lifestyle. First Chronicles 16, the end of verse 29 there says, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And that, that, beauty, that phrase, beauty of holiness, actually means adornment, like putting on of, of separation, the adornment of separation. You know, and I think it's interesting that Christ uh, specifically calls it adornment. It's something that we put on. Um, And I I think a lot of Christians get this confused. And they fixate so heavily on separation that they, they think that holiness indicates whether or not you're saved. And that's just simply not the case. We know that no man shall pluck them out of my Father's hand. Once you're saved, you're always saved. And praise God, we can rest assured that once we've accepted Christ as our Savior, we're going to heaven. We, we are on a one-way ticket on our way there because Christ paid for it on the cross. However, sometimes I think um, we, we kind of look out at people who uh, maybe got saved, profess faith in Christ, and have this tendency for their lives not to change, for things not to ever move in a Godward direction. Um, and I, I think it can be difficult to really understand for sure whether or not someone is saved. I do think sometimes people make false professions of faith. Um, I know sometimes rebellion sets in, and maybe uh, you're dealing with someone who was saved and was in church and was serving the Lord and all of a sudden is now uh, gone aside. Um, and when we're dealing with rebellious people, let me just encourage you, um, if you think about the prodigal son, right? I think the prodigal son could be a good uh, example of someone who was rebellious and who has gone away from the Lord. Um, did the story of the prodigal, did anybody ever chase after the prodigal son? No. No. And I, I, the truth is I'm not sure why this is in my notes. I think the Lord led me to this thought, but maybe someone in the room specifically needs this thought. So if if the prodigal son represents someone who is rebellious 
And the answer that Christ, God, who is God the Father, the Father in that scenario, and the prodigal son is one of us who has run away from him and is living a rebellious lifestyle, is out in the world. And the father never chases after the son. He waits for him to, does anybody remember? Come to himself. And so let me just encourage you. If you are dealing with somebody who's in a rebellious stage of life, they're running from God. And you can see it. And it's really often not hard to see. But they're fleeing as fast as they can. Can I encourage you? Don't run after them and pull them back, kicking and screaming. Do not fight it out with them on social media. (laughs) Don't take it to the internet to try to show them that they're wrong and reach out to them. Hey, let me tell you something. God wants you to know that you're... No, 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 no. Sometimes a rebellious person truly running from God, they've got to come to themselves. And so let's trust in what God is doing. God, look, you know this from your own life. You've never one time made a spiritual decision because someone came up to you and slapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, this is what you need to do with your life. Never once. Nobody in this room. If you trace back every spiritual decision you've made, never happened because of a one-time thing where somebody told you you need to get some conviction in your life. Now, maybe that's helped you before. It's okay. But never once have you made that decision solely based on that. And so understand that when you encounter somebody who's on their, on their path towards God or they're moving in a di- direction away from it, sometimes God takes many years to bring them back. I'm, I'm realizing that God is patient. We talked about that before. God is patient. And sometimes it takes us a long time to come around to who he is and his way of thinking. And so let's be patient with the people around us. If you're dealing with somebody who's rebellious and away from God, can I encourage you? Just pray for them. Pray for them. Pray, pray that God will help them come to themselves. Pray that God will help them run out of resources and find themselves at the end of their rope and that they'll turn to him in their hour of need. Psalms 102, 100 verse 2 says to serve the Lord with gladness. And so our love should come from our lifestyle. It should uh, come in a way of separation and a testimony for Christ as his ambassadors, as a representation of who God is. Our worship should come from our lifestyle. The last thought here, and where we're going to talk about some uh, Thanksgiving, I want to spend some time going around the room here, but true worship centers on Thanksgiving. True worship centers on Thanksgiving. R.A. Torrey says, returning thanks for blessings already received increases our faith enables us to, and enables us to approach God with a new boldness and new assurance. And so a clear view of what God has done for us will help us stay centered on Him on a daily basis. Hebrews 13, verse 15 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Second Kings chapter 17, But the Lord who brought you up out of the land of Egypt with great power and a stretched out arm, him shall ye fear, and him shall ye worship, and to him shall ye do sacrifice. Psalms 150, verse 2 says, Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Psalms 139, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Luke 18, and immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. Hebrews 13, uh, verse 15, one more time. By him, therefore... Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And so I'm going to have uh, Xander and Andrew stand up again. And I just want to take a minute. What, what is it in your life right now, personally, for you, not for other people? I think we could spend all night going through the people that we know and what God has done for them. For you, tonight, what has God done 
for you? What's the testimony of something that you can share so that we can all praise God together for what he's done in your life? Yeah, right over here. Brother Pierce, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Just kind of bouncing off of what you said about being patient. Mm. Uh, I got saved when I was 18 years old, um, and long story. And it took a while, even just after being 18 and getting saved, to really get into the idea of what it means to be a Christian and how so it took at least a year or two before I really jumped into it. Mm. After that, though... um, I started understanding God's love, God's care for me, everything like that. But my family didn't follow with me. My wife did because we were, she's, right. we were in it, but not mm-hmm. my, the rest of my family. Um, we kind of got, I guess you'd say, black sheep after that point because yeah. now you're not of the world anymore. You don't do the same things anymore. Um, and then the Lord laid it on my heart for a long time. Of I, I, I could see dads were with their sons in church. And they were singing with their fathers, and they were singing with their mothers, and they were singing with them. And it, would, it started breaking my heart because I wanted that so bad. So I began to pray for God, do something. Like, I don't know what it's going to take. And I, I would ask my dad, are you saved? Do you know for sure you're going to heaven? Let's go through the gospel again. And he'd, he'd yes, I am, and da, da, all this stuff. Um, about, um, how long ago did he fall? About five or six years ago, um, he, a, a tragic thing happened. And he ended up being put into the hospital. And I was there to help and to call the ambulance and everything for it. Um, after that event, his entire life shifted. Mm. Like, he ended up starting... It was the first time I ever got to go to church with him. Yeah. It was the first time he actually... We prayed together. It was the first time we were singing songs together. It was the first time when we... I, 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 the thing that I prayed for for so long yeah. became a reality. And I was saying, God, thank you so much for giving me this time and this moment mm. that I could actually stand there with my father and sing praise unto you for all your goodness and all your greatness. Yes. It's just, it's an amazing thing. Praise the Lord. Praise That's God. wonderful. God's always working, even when it looks like he's not. Someone else? Testimony of something God's done for you? Yes, right down here. Brother Mark, we'll come to you next. I, I praise God for the guidance that he gives mm. and um, leading me back here to serve after growing up here and then in college and just the guidance of showing me my husband who to marry, where to serve, giving us a home here mm. that's way beyond what I ever thought we could ever have and just lining everything up perfectly that there's there's no other way it could have worked yes. than God worked it out. Yes. He already had it planned before we even had a thought about it or even had um, any, any time to think or try to make plans. It was already there, and it just helps me in, in future times and in times right now where we might get upset or distraught. Oh, I, I'm worrying about what might happen or... Um, Maybe we are struggling with something unknown. I love to look back in the past and, and think about how God already came through. Yes. And that is just like the best hope mm. ever that yes. I have. God is always with us, guiding us. Okay, Brother Mark? <clears throat> something that the Lord has taught me, especially in the last uh, two years and a few months uh, since we uh, took Springwater Baptist Church is um, his timing is perfect. Yes. And um, that's been a hard lesson. Um, 
you have a vision of what you want the Lord, you know, that you hope that the Lord will do, and uh, He intends to do it in His timing. But one thing He's taught me is is to always uh, reflect back on what God's done in your life or perhaps your ministry and just see what He's done and praise Him for that. And uh, when we stop to just look to see what God's done in the last two years, personally, in ministry, and, um, and in the church, uh, you just praise Him. You're yeah. amazed by, by His work and not your own. Right. Yes. And let me encourage you, if, if you do not take a journal of, of things that God is doing in your life currently and answers to prayer, let, let me encourage you to write those down. It'll be very helpful when you get down into the valley, so to speak, of life to look back on the things that God has done for you. One over here? Yes. I have a Thanksgiving of this church family. So as you mentioned from the pulpit, there's rebellious people. And I spent many years in rebellion myself. And so growing up in church and then going away from church and now having children who have brought me back to church, it kind of gives you a full circle of the things that you should be grateful for and the things that you pray for your family to have for them. And so I am thankful for all of you who are giving my children what I know that they will need in this lifetime to be good servants, have loving hearts, and I couldn't possibly do it by myself. So thank you, and I thank God for that. Yeah, praise the Lord for spiritual leaders who help guide us. And I know I wouldn't be here without those. Yes. Other hands? Good. Yeah, right down here. One of the biggest answers to prayer I've ever had in my life is our baby, and I'm just really thankful for that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Someone else? Yes. Um, I'm thankful that God never gives up. Yeah. Uh, I have gone through a lot of rough areas of my life. I was kind of a boulder that needed a lot of chipping. <laughs> anyway, I've had friends give up and Christians give up on me and family give up on me, but God has never done that. And even some of the times when they gave up on me, God even made that a greater time in my life, a time of miraculous healing and recovery. Yeah. So I'm just thankful for that. Yes. Praise God. Someone else? Yeah, right down here. It's Janelle. Take two more people after Janelle. Um, I'm just thankful. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, that in my growing up, I just knew I didn't want this lifestyle for my whole life. I didn't want... Um, to live in a dirty trailer park, to be in a home of drugs and hurt, and I didn't want that. I, I didn't imagine what God could give me, mm. and I just constantly think of him doing exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask and think. And not only did he give me the love and safety that I wanted, but now I get to give that love and safety to my daughter, yeah. and she won't have to experience and carry those same things in yes. her life. Praise the Lord for knowing what we need, even when we don't fully comprehend how much we need. Yes. Okay. Uh, Brother Tim, and then I'm looking for one more. Okay. 
I'm extremely thankful for my family that God has allowed Mindy and I to rear Audrey and Abby. I was really nervous when she told me we were having a girl the first time. And I was more nervous the second time. <laughs> but God knew what I needed, and uh, I couldn't have planned it better, and I don't deserve any of it. And he's amazing, yes. and he gives you everything you need, mm. and they are wonderful. Yes. Praise God. All right, one last. Yes. Does this work? Okay. I am so grateful because God is our protector. Mm. And even when we're not looking or listening, um, I went through a rather traumatic year. The year I graduated from high school, I lost a boyfriend to a car wreck. My dad uh, died of cancer. Mm. My mom had a nervous breakdown. I left my dad's hospital room and went to college by myself. And um, I basically lost my home, my church, my school, my family. And it was a tough time. It was a tough year. Um, and I spent a rather interesting three years in college. <laughs> um, not the way I had been growing up. Mm -hmm. Not the, the family support that I had had mm -hmm. before. And... Um, but God was there all the time and protected me. And I could go through a whole list of times when it was obvious that he was protecting me. Yeah. Um, and then when I was a junior in college, um, a family came back into my life that I had known when I was in first grade. And um, our pastor happened to have three boys when I was in first grade. And I vowed I was going to marry a preacher's son. And when I was a junior in college, that family came back into my life, and I married one of those three. Mm. <laughs> he didn't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> but God was there all the time, and even those three years that I didn't have a clue what was going on in right. my life and wasn't really worshiping God, he was yeah. there to protect me and take yeah. care of me. Praise the Lord for always watching out for us, for guiding us even when we think he's not. Amen. Thank you all for sharing tonight, and thank you for being a part of this. I want to close in a word of prayer, um, and so if you would stand with me. Uh, I appreciate all of your help and all of your participation. As we close the service, uh, I do want to make one final reminder. One thing that I did not talk about tonight in regards to worship. There is a posture to worship. Kneeling. The Bible says, Psalms 95.6, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. And so let me encourage you tonight, if it's been a while since you've kneeled, the altar's open. If you want to use it, you're welcome to, if you'd like to kneel in your seat. Um, but let me encourage you to, to spend some time praising God this week. And, by, and like I said earlier, this is a reminder for me as well. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all you do for us. God, I pray that you'd work in hearts. Thank you for this time where we can just set aside time to praise you for your attributes for your love for us, for your grace, for your mercy. And I pray, God, that you'd help us as we reflect on the ways that you've worked in our lives, sometimes beyond our wildest comprehension. And God, thank you for what you've done and for what you continue to do. And we'll give you the honor and praise for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen.
Lord, we're so thankful for all you've done, and we're thankful for what you're going to continue to do. Lord, help us this week as we uh, take our ambassadorship and walk out into our communities as a testimony for you. Lord, help us to use our praise this week as a testimony for you so that, as the Bible says, many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. And I pray, God, that you'd use us in a great and mighty way this week. Help us to glorify you with the things that we do, acknowledging you in every way. Thank you for all you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going to watch the quick video announcements for this week, and then we will be dismissed. Grandview Men's Summer Softball is back this summer and sign-ups are underway starting today. This is a tremendous opportunity to build a relationship with other men in the church as well as an opportunity for outreach. The cost will be $40 and will include a team jersey, hat, and several weeks of games. Stop by the welcome desk in the lobby to find more information and sign up today. Our men's advance will be June 23rd and 24th. Join us for preaching by Pastor Stuart Mason and Pastor Jason Murphy, as well as food, fellowship, and games. If you would like to attend the special event, the cost is $25, and your payment can be made online or at the welcome desk following the service. Mark your calendars for our other upcoming events this summer. Vacation Bible School will be held July 10th through the 12th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. and is for children K-4 through 6th grade. If you would like to sign up and help at this event, there's a sign-up sheet available at the Welcome Desk. Kids Summer Blast will be held Wednesday nights throughout the summer, starting on June 14th. And this is for children 4 years through 5th grade. Children will be participating in various workshops throughout the summer. Also, don't miss our Young Adult Conference with Pastor Kurt Skelly on Friday and Saturday, August 11th and 12th. The cost is $25 and includes meals, fellowship, and preaching. Our Level Up Teaching and Training Modules will be held next Sunday night, June 25th during the 5 p.m. service. Come and choose two modules from the lineup. Don't miss this special time of training with something for every Christian. We're excited about Team Camp this summer, coming up July 31st through August 4th. The cost is $250 per camper, and it's for teens going into 7th grade uh, through this year's graduates. We have information booklets on the welcome desk, and if you have any questions, you can see myself or Derek Vestal, and we'd be happy to help you with that. If you know your teen is going, please sign up on the sign-up sheet that we'll have on the welcome desk, as well as in the teen room. And we're excited about Teen Camp. Start praying if you would. God would do something great amongst the teens of our church. If this is your first or second time here, we want to answer your questions and get to know you. Please fill out the Connect card in the pew in front of you and bring it to guest services as you exit the auditorium. We would love to meet you and you will receive a gift card. Have a great week and we'll see you Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for being here tonight. We love you. And on behalf of Grandview Baptist Church, God bless you, and thank you for being here tonight.